Hello and welcome to the Peru Travel Podcast. I'm your host, David Kozlowski. Alongside of me today is my little brother, Marco Solorzano Ariano. That's right. That's right. I said it right, too. Uh, if you don't know, I got a little brother uh, and an older brother, actually, Emilio and Marco. Uh, Marco's the younger one, and he recently traveled with us to Peru. And it was last year, actually, during all the thick of the COVID. And uh, we've got some great content that we're going to be talking about. I, I wanted to get Marco's opinion on uh, on Peru and the trip because it's a different perspective. And at the same time, I think Marco has a lot of value being Hispanic, if you don't know. Uh, and he, he spoke Spanish, so he's going to hold me accountable in my horrible Spanish-speaking skills. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're excited today. We're going to be talking about Manu. Yep. And uh, we're going to start with Manu, and then we're going to progress through all the different places that we went to. I think we hit a lot of Peru. There's still some areas of Peru that we want to get to, but they're going to be saved for some other trips, hopefully in the future, as maybe this becomes something that we can do more full time. I, I am going back to Peru in a couple months. I don't really know. June? Actually, no. Plus in May. It's it's coming up in two months. Uh, I know that. And I don't know February, March, April. Yeah. So we're in, it'll be in April. I'm going to go meet uh, a friend of mine, uh, Christian. I'm taking my fiance and then, in which I got engaged. And then uh, I'm taking, uh, or Kevin is going and his wife, he just got married. Crazy how life <laughs> has changed literally since the last podcast episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously we've got our, Got our this is a side hustle if you don't know the Peru Travel Podcast and our small business Kachi Life, which helps support a family in Peru and has grown to helping a small community. If you haven't booked your Peru travel trips, hopefully you book through Kachi Life to help support the cause and what we're trying to do for sustainable tourism in Peru. The next trip when we go down to Peru, we'll be doing kind of similar stuff. A lot of folks haven't made it there yet. Uh, Christian's got a longer trip. He's from Germany. He's going to be spending, I think, two to three weeks down there. And uh, myself will be only going for about 10 days. I'm going to go see David, see Christian, hang out with Kevin and friends, take my fiance who's never been there. I want to do some days in Lima because the culinary is just amazing. And then obviously, uh, or not obviously, but rather we are going to try and get on the Inca Trail because... It's just one of those things that the first time I did it, I think I talked about it. It was, it was difficult for me. I didn't enjoy it to the best of my ability while it was a beautiful place. Now I want to go back and then take a different perspective and, and enjoy it even further. I think we talked about potentially doing a podcast on there. I don't know if it's going to happen on this trip, but I am going to try my hardest to almost like a physician dictate the trip into a mm -hmm. recorder and try to write, uh, basically transcribe it and write potentially like a, an ebook or some sort. That'd be cool. Yeah. Just kind of show like every day what I was thinking, what the thought process, what I wish I would have brought maybe in just a day by day I 10 of like, this is what I was experiencing. So be on the lookout for that if you haven't booked your trip, but today we get into Manu and Marco, if, do you have anything to say before we get into this? Um, actually Manu, it was my favorite part of the trip. And it's not for the reasons you would think. Like, it's not like I enjoyed myself the most during that specific trip. It was the most, the one that I've remembered the most. And that's the one I'm going to remember the most. And it's because of specific things that we'll talk about briefly. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it because I think for Manu, for me, was not my favorite part of the trip. Right. Uh, <laughs> it was very difficult for me. Uh, at the same time, there's a beauty to it, right? right? Just like everything. But yeah, let's uh, first, let's go over how we got to Manu. So I want to, and actually let's back up a second because we 
what are expectations of going to Mono if you don't know it's the rainforest? What we expected was this be- I want to use these words loosely because when I say beautiful, it was beautiful. But what you envision is like, you know, the jungle book or Tarzan and like, you know, like this mm-hmm. this jungle and you're you you have an idea of of this fake reality of what nature is and that's what you assume it is going into it. And while there is definitely a beauty to it, we weren't really prepared to the best of our abilities of how to make this trip enjoyable. So learn from us to a degree. Yeah, and definitely take mosquito spray. Please do take mosquito spray. Yeah, we brought it and we definitely have malaria tablets, but it still just was, it was tough. I mean, you're sweating so much. I think that's probably why. But um, you know what? So let's start into getting there. So when we originally got to Cusco, we did, uh, we had our excursions with the educators uh, for Educating Wikachi. And then we were asking David and literally bugging him. He'd been trying for months to get a lodge in Manu for us. If you don't know, David is one of the owners of Kachi Life in Peru. Uh, he is the local that we met uh, on an Inca Trail tour years ago, and he is an amazing man, super passionate about his community in Peru, and uh, yeah, nonetheless, there's the pitch on David. He's a great guy, and David was searching high and low to try to get us into, into Manu, and he couldn't, and when we had the conversation, I was like, we have to figure out a way to get there. Mm-hmm. And David ended up finding a driver. We negotiated a price and we we're like, all right, we're going to go do this. But none of the lodges were open due to COVID. Uh, there weren't, they weren't sure how many people were actually in the area. And we were like, all right, well, let's try to figure it out. Uh, let's, let's take the drive down there and we'll just figure it out when we get there. So we drove and this, this, this quote driver supposedly knew, uh, about Manu and where to take us. Couldn't have been further from the truth at the time, but, uh, David and I and Marco and this driver got into an SUV and we started driving one early morning. The drive was amazing. Went through little towns, we went through, uh, like this area where it was like the divide between the Cusco region and then the jungle region. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was a beautiful ride. And we went through like some areas and some, some, uh, turn, you know, uh, turn backs, I would say, uh, where there was like waterfalls flying down yep. in the road. It, they would hit the top of the car. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, we, we had a blast just to drive there. Yeah. It was cool. And I will say the only crappy part about driving in Peru is we did the whole gringo path. It's just not a lot of restaurants along the way. So you got to kind of plan ahead and making sure you got good food and our sandwiches packed or something that you can eat. And yeah, they're long drives. They are. Yeah. It's not like the States or Europe where you can just drive and pull off into a gas station and, and grab snacks. It was, there was a lot of times where we were like, when are we going to hit a town at some point here? Yeah. At one point we stopped by a little house or lodge or, mm-hmm. but this was locals. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, a yeah. tourist area. And, and the locals were like, you guys want something to drink? Like, yeah, yeah. We we're like, yeah, we'll take it. I'm, they, they like gave us i i took a soda they had yeah. waters and stuff it was- I, rem- I just i forgot about that but there was also a rock formation that was there yeah where you could see a face if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. in the rock and they said it was like jesus or something yeah and we took the drone yeah <laughs> to try yeah. to look at it try to get the photo i just i was like that, that i don't see a face yeah, but either, that's right? cool <laughs> <laughs> the kid was uh there was a little kid running around too it was it was fun it was a good time just to see some some locals and uh they hadn't seen travelers for a very, very, very long time at the time of seeing them. So that was pretty cool. 
And we ended up getting to a village that was near a river. And across the river was the jungle. And originally we get this town. It was it was pretty uh I mean, it was impoverished, would be the, maybe the right word. Yeah. Like it was it was uh it, it it was not in the best condition. Uh so we we were walking through the village and trying to find, you know, someone who could just drive a boat and at this point and how can we get across to the rainforest thinking, yeah, we got all the tools, we got tents, we can figure it out. And, uh, we ended up meeting a boat driver who was a really nice guy. Uh, it was going to show us like this bird trip that he used to do. And unfortunately we just didn't end up going with them. We, we decided that the place that they were telling us to stay, it will, I've been in some pretty rough conditions and this was beyond the most extreme conditions I've been in, which I feel like are pretty, pretty tough. Some of them I've been into. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that, that guy, um, his place, it was like, it was all wood, wooden floors. There's a lot of chips on the wood floor. It was very humid. It wasn't very well taken care of. And there's no AC. There's no anything. Like, even, like, showers. No hot water. Barely any running water. It was tough. Like, even for me. <laughs> and, I, you know, yeah. I grew up in Mexico, and I've visited, like, very rough places as well. And this was kind of rough. Yeah. It was, uh, and that's not to talk bad about it. I'm sure for some people it would probably work for us. We're just like, I'm not going to sleep on the floor and have bugs crawling all on me all night. So without a tent at least. Right. And so we ended up going to the nearest town and walking to try to find like some sort of hotel. And we, this town was a level up, we'll say economically. And we ended up walking the street and asking for a hotel and all of them are closed. And we're like, do you guys know of like a guide or like a hostel or a home we can stay in? At this point, we're like, we just need a house, like Mm -hmm. wherever we can sleep. Otherwise, we have to go back to Cusco. We're so tired. And uh, finally, Marco. Yeah, we were about to give up. We were like, all right, we're going to drive back. I was like, let me ask this one guy. There's these three guys in a table playing domino. Yeah, something like that. They're playing a game. They're playing something. And I, I go up to them and I'm like, hey, by any chance, like, do you know of anybody who could take us to this, to across the river or if they have a hostel or something? He's like, well, there's one guy right now. One guy. I'm like, oh, can you get a hold of him? He's like, I'll call him over. We're sitting in the steps of this restaurant. And from the distance, we see this guy walking in the middle of the road. If you could picture a Italian Jack Sparrow, that's that was what this guy looked like, and not even kidding. And he was Italian. He had green eyes. He he had light skin. We were like, whoa, this guy. He was hardcore Peruvian in heart. Like he loved that place. He came up to us. He talked to us. He's like, yeah, we have a we have a place. We have hot running water, uh, tents, a place. And yeah, I also did the tours in uh, Manu. So I'm like, oh, we're like, okay, let's, I guess let's do it. We had a talk. We were like, should we do it? Should we do it? We just went like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Let's I mean, it, it was, it was definitely an interesting experience because he, he kind of sounded like a hustler. Not going to lie. He was mm-hmm. like really pushing. It was, it was a bit more expensive. I, I know we paid the most out of the group for whatever reason. I think it's because we're last minute. Uh, cause when we got there, you know, we, Marco, I mentioned no AC, there wasn't AC at any of these places. Right. But the place that we went to was good. It was nice. It was, we got to go on the second floor, pitch a tent, uh, sleep in our sleeping bags, sleeping pads, etc. It was nice. Uh, there was running water. That was a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. we were pretty excited about that. And then 
we met, uh, well, actually, so we ended up agreeing on a, on a situation and how we're going to make this work. And uh, I'm sweating bullets right now because I'm like, man, we are running low on funds. We got to get back to Cusco at some point, or excuse me, get get to Lima. Uh, but, you know, we're going to make it work. So we end up agreeing. And uh, I want to mention one thing before we talk about getting to the house. Okay. okay. So we forgot on the drive to Manu, there's a possible chance that you will run into a home zoo. This guy has built a zoo in this area. And uh, if you ever, if you're Spanish speaker or you follow TikTok and you follow Spanish speaking TikToks, the zoo has actually went viral. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. A couple months ago, I, I was just going through TikTok and dang, I recognized this guy. And I'm looking at him, he's smiling, and then the monkey, this fighter monkey comes out. I'm like, I know that monkey. I know <laughs> this guy. We met him. Yeah. And it was during the trip going to Manu, yep. Yeah, there's a there's a um a fair amount of birds uh that it it, it was a from what I understand, the it's like a rehabilitation center type mm-hmm. zoo. Yep. So he's got and I don't know the details, but uh he's got a spider monkey, a couple of different animals. There's not a ton, but it was cool. We went and checked it out and I uh, got to walk around the premises and yeah, we ended up now going back. We're going to go forward. I just want to make sure we didn't forget that. So you will go, you, you do have a chance to go to like a really cool little zoo and see some animals up close and personal. You'll, you'll see that on the video. We'll release a video for Manu and we have that in there. Nice. We don't have a video for Manu yet. Oh, it's, it's already out actually. Yeah. 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 It's Jeez. on the video. <laughs> uh, cool. So then now we're talking about, we just met this guy, this Italian guy with the green eyes who looks like Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. So we're walking to the house. And all of a sudden, there's another white guy. Ooh. And it literally blew all of our minds. Like, Dave was like, I haven't seen like, any travelers since you guys. And his name was James. And James was probably the, like this like weird highlight of the trip. Because it was just, it's so random, the whole situation with random. this guy. Yeah. So we ended up like hanging out with James. And we went and got dinner at this local uh, like hut type thing. It was yeah, like it was, a lady's house. Yeah, this lady's house. She was just... Yeah, she cooked us food and um and we got to eat there, which was awesome. Got to hang out uh with James, get to know him a little bit. He's from the US, he's got dreads, he's got a dreaded beard. And if if you can picture a Californian Jack Sparrow, that's everyone's Jack Sparrow that's white to Marco is what it comes well, down to. Oh, do you know what? The he kind of looks like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> he even acted like it a little bit, but I we loved James. He was very cool, charismatic and I mean, we were excited to just at least have another person there with us. Yeah. Well, and then and then the next morning, actually, before we before we took off to our first little adventure. So we spent the night. The next morning, we ended up meeting our main guide, and we were doing this little adventure to see some birds. Uh, it was like this hiking trail that we took. There was another gentleman who joined us from the states. Uh, left his wife in Cusco, I believe. He came out to Manu. He had like a I think I want to say a science background because he was in love with the rainforest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was great to have along cause he had a ton of information and he knew a lot more about this stuff than I, than either of us did. Mm-hmm. And it was great just to hear his insight and, and just watch his excitement. He was like a little kid seeing everything. He was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we went and did a little canoe trip. Yeah. It was, uh, it was just made out of wood it was a little boat. It was kind of sketchy when we got on it. We were like, Oh, is this going to hold us up? It did. Yeah, and, and Marco had all his camera gear, so it was pretty. Oh uh, yeah, I was like sweating, but um, the guy who took us, he was uh, he was the guide that 
you know, it wasn't the same guy, the Italian Jack Sparrow guy. This was another guy who took us to this area. And if you could picture a Peruvian Rambo. What are you doing? Putting all these people in holes, man. Hey, I'm, trying boxes. To, I'm trying to give people imagine, like, you know, an image of this guy. You can guy. imagine Captain Jack Sparrow twice on your trip. <laughs> That in itself. And you can picture Rambo. Well, this guy had a machete. He looked kind of like Rambo. Peruvian, of course. He did not look like Rambo. And you know what? And, like, it was cool. We went through this area. It was rainy. It was super early in the morning. I think it was, like, 5 a.m. Yeah. And um, all these birds and all these monkeys that you hear in the distance. And it was super relaxing, actually, just floating on this boat, hearing the rain hit the swamp water and... It was really cool. Yeah, and uh, I think it was a river, but was it a river? I, yeah, because it, it definitely went out because there was fishermen that were out that were coming in that passed us. Do you remember that? Oh, on yeah. Another wooden boat. It was and, very slow river. Yeah, so it was. It was. I don't know what the term is, but like there's a main river and then it obviously went out to where we were, mm-hmm. so it like branched off. Uh, the um, we ended up going and climbing up a tower to overlook the area, which was really beautiful too. It was, it was almost like a fire watch tower, but that was pretty neat being up there. And then we got back down. We ended up walking back to camp, uh, packed all of our stuff, uh, packed up food and we got on a back of a truck oh, or yeah. something hanging on and, uh, got to a boat where we wanted to cross the river into the Amazon. Yep. This, this was kind of also sketchy, but not really because, the the river that we crossed was super fast. This river was so fast, boy. I don't even know. Like we got in this <laughs> boy. I don't even know. <laughs> we got in this boat full throttle. All right, the boat's just going uh, right. Well, the we were barely moving, even though we were going full throttle against this river. It was very cool. Yeah, and we ended. It was a little terrifying because. It was kind of questioning if we were going to make it across, but, yeah. uh, this guy was just killing that engine and we ended up getting across. The only way to describe this, this by the way, is we are in this insanely fast river with this small propeller and small engine. And it's literally doing everything it can to get us up river to get to the area we need to get to. So I, I don't know if that correlates, but it was, it was kind of terrifying because the boat could have easily tipped over at any given point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up getting to where we need to get to, we get off, and this guy has like a home he's kind of created, not really a home, but like an area, like kitchen area. It's all outside. He's got a roof and we're walking up and Marco gets to see his favorite object on planet earth and he freaks out. He's like, this is the best place ever. I'm, I want to live here. And uh, we end up going up the stairs to where you sleep. And he, was, he's, he's talking about limes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marco got to see a lime tree. Now it's a big deal. Yeah, there's limes everywhere. Yeah, there's limes. Uh, there's a banana tree, and there was even um, uh, cilantro. Oh, what do you call that? Cilantro. The right? plant growing. Yeah, I didn't know that. It smelled, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." <laughs> I was excited about that too. Yeah, so we ended up uh, hanging out. We ended up packing up our or unpacking all of our stuff, putting it in the tent that was there provided for us, and on the floor was a lot of guano guano yep which is bat poop yeah so we knew we were in for a treat that night (laughs) Uh, i will say instantly the second that we got there all the bugs uh ants everywhere i mean this place it it's not an exaggeration to believe that everything in the jungle just kind of wants to kill you 
to the degree uh, if you're true. not ready for it. Uh, yeah. And there was this thing I read a long time ago. Who knows if this is true, so don't quote me on it. But uh, they said something, it said something along the lines of diseases typically are in swampy areas and that the longer lifespan in the past, like we're talking a long time ago, uh, long time ago, real scientific here, um, that in the mountains that people lived longer due to less diseases, mosquitoes, malaria, things of that nature. So when, when you go from Cusco where, you know, it's the air seems super clean, it's, there's no humidity, there's no bugs to down to the swamp, basically, you know, the Amazon, it was a bit of a change. And David, it was so funny because he just kept being like, I'm a mountain man. This is not where I want to be. This place <laughs> is horrible, but I'm glad we're doing it. Like I'm glad we're experiencing it, but I miss the mountains. Right. Uh, I remember leaving being like, I think I'm a mountain man too. <laughs> give me the elevation before you give me this. Yeah, no, it was definitely different and, you know, no showers. Yeah. And uh, everything's trying to kill you. Uh, even when we went on the walks that day uh, through the forest, the jungle, I mean, um, you know, we have this Peruvian Rambo guy with the machete breaking through like the leaves and the, you know, mini trees and all this. The trees, there are some trees which grew in a weird way like the trunks look like like snakes and i'm like dang even the trees are trying to scare you here yeah it was it was really uh interesting some of the things that we saw on our nature hike we'll say uh was like we saw ants that would form a massive gathering going across and up a tree or across the path that's pretty neat because you pretty neat anybody's ever seen nature walk like that is what i'm referencing when i say that's pretty neat in nature uh but it was, it was cool to see uh monkeys swinging through the trees above you birds everywhere it was magical to a degree but definitely a degree of like i'm sweating i'm wet the rain doesn't stop and then when it does stop it's just hot and you wish for the rain again and yeah, at one point I was kind of like, you know, freaked out just because of all the bugs and, and things that we were seeing. And David grabs a branch, tickles the back of my neck. Dude, I screamed and jumped so loud. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Oh, I turned around. I'm like, oh, David. Yeah. They were just dying laughing behind me. <laughs> Yeah, at one point we ended up getting back to camp and I mean, there's really no other d description right of the jungle. It is what you think it is. Go watch Nat Geo because the the way to describe it, it's just thick, thick trees. There it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. Uh we just didn't have any way to really like feel clean throughout the 24 hours that we were there and I know we didn't stay long. Uh but it so keep that in mind where we were. This does not mean there are lodges. There are lodges that you can stay in the rainforest where you get a shower. You get, um, you know, there's like Mila tanks on the roof, and you can, you know, there's water of some sort. So yeah, let's keep in mind that this guy was not expecting tourists. This was not right. a time to be there. So that's why it was so kind of like unpreparedish. Right. Yeah. So long story short, though, we ended up getting back to camp, and all of a sudden they're freaking out because they saw a jaguar. <laughs> Yep. And the cool. dog is, yeah, the dog is, you remember the dog's name? Oso. Oso. And Oso was terrified or like they were, they were freaking out because the, the, the jaguar wants to kill the dog in a sense, right? Yeah. Or eat it. So we end up go looking for this jaguar. We see like um, this guy, this Rambo dude, he was like, like 
inspecting the ground like oh this is like where it went and you could see the paws like the jaguars claws or whatever on the in the dirt and mud and we're like looking for this jaguar and we're going through this part where it's just full of leaves we're walking super silent trying to be sneaky out of the sun i hear puma like right behind me i hear like galloping behind me i start freaking out i look back and it was the dog also just coming <laughs> and it was david who screamed that yeah it was funny that was a that, <laughs> that was a good time i had a couple scarcity strip yeah now marco is easily scared though so that, just uh, keep that in mind no. um but yeah we ended up uh going to our dinner in the rainforest we had a great dinner ended up relaxing kind of just talking to the locals about the the individuals that were there kind of helping out just about what it's like working in the rainforest why they love it their passion for it and just you know i kind of get on a culture kick but just hearing what they had to say about it was pretty cool um they got to meet a lot of the natives that live in the or i'm saying it wrong um you're gonna shun it's it's not natives it's something else um mm -hmm. the the individuals that live in the rainforest and hearing their interactions with them was pretty cool and and how they honestly just they all work together to some degree um very very interesting and very different interesting culture ended up gotten getting to hang out with james a lot watching him play chess this, I'm gonna, this is going to come up in the future but watching him play chess on his phone he played chess every day on his phone mm -hmm. uh, a couple times a day and uh yeah we ended up just kind of hanging out chilling talking with james and ended up hitting the hay passing out and i slept great i didn't <laughs> so at one point i like wake up in the middle of the night i'm like boy i have to go pee so i like get on my phone i turn on the flashlight i'm about to like leave this tent I open the tent, I look out, I look up, and there is like a thousand bats like over us. And they all looked at me as soon as I peeked my head out. I was like, nope, went back in, <laughs> closed the thing, the tent, and went trying to go back to sleep. Yeah. And before we slept, it probably didn't help our nerves, but we saw a spider on our tent and I was like, Hey, is that poisonous? Cause you, you have to knock your shoes out every, uh, every morning or before you put them on. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, eh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so we ended up, uh, the, probably the most interesting part of the trip. We, we ended up getting back to camp and we're like, all right, we're going to go home the next day. We ended up getting a shower. Our driver's going to come get us, and our driver comes back, and his car is loaded down. I mean, mm -hmm. tons of stuff in the back, tons of stuff on the roof. Like, he went shopping. We're like, what? Yeah. Where it, did he go? It was weird. And uh, we end up driving through. I'm going to keep this kind of short because uh, just for the sake of time. We end up stopping at a checkpoint where he gets out of the car, and David goes, we need to cover up the coca leaves in the back. And we're like, what? <laughs> At that point, that's when I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. So David's like, it shouldn't be a problem, but I think our driver has more coca leaves in the car than legally allowed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, and he ended up passing the uh, police officer a sugar cane read, which I just still assume that was a sugar read or a sugar cane uh, read or rod or whatever. And Marco was like, nah, there's probably something in it. But uh, <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> it, it was weird. The whole situation was weird, how the cop just let us go. But we, and it's just bizarre. He's, and David was so kind and was like, oh, it's his friend. And we're like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> 
Uh, we ended up getting back, and through discovery, we kind of realized that he had over the limit. You can have a kilo per person in the car of coca leaf. He probably had more. This doesn't mean that it was intent to make cocaine. While it's definitely possible, the uh, real intent is more than likely that he was going to sell it in the market and and mm-hmm. uh, sell the extra coca leaf because it is legal, and uh, it's just hard to potentially come by. So yeah, that's kind of what we think. That is the story, but granted, at the time we were like, "Oh man, stuff's about to go down." <laughs> yep, yep. So, either way, it was a great trip and a great journey, and I do want to not discourage anyone from going. Our experience was pretty last minute, pretty bleak, and it wasn't probably the best experience that most would have. And and I say that because you're probably going to get a lot more things that we got, right? We kind of had a last minute excursion. We met a great guy. We met a great guide, um, had some great culture experience. And we got to say that we got to see Manu, which was pretty sweet. So yeah. I, I hadn't seen some of the monkeys before. And I got to see those in, in their wild habitat. Uh, and, but I will say when it's all said and done, I'm a mountain guy more than I am a jungle person. Oh yeah. And in the video, you'll see a monkey jumping on David's shoulder and he freaking out. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be his freak out story. Yeah, I don't do well with quick moving things, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and listen, I, I guess I'll just kind of leave it on the James thing. We do end up somehow reconnecting with James later on, which is so bizarre. Oh, we reconnect with him a couple times. Yeah, actually. yeah, it, it's pretty crazy how the world works, uh, how small it is, rather, because we met him there and then saw him again, and then it, it just it's nuts. So uh, we'll definitely touch on that later on, but. Either way, I don't have anything else to talk about, Manu. If you want to check it out, reach out to us. And for all your Peru needs, if you want to reach out to us, email us, reach out to us, info at catchylight.com. Marco is actually the one who's handling all of our customer success. Her is customer solutions. It's the corporate in me. <laughs> customer solutions. Uh, nope, there it is again. Customer service and uh, also handling all of our sales stuff now. So, And our older brother, Emilio, is going to be helping out soon, uh, kind of making this into a family thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin's family too. So that's right. Brother from a different mother. All right. Perfect. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us, join our Peru tips for travelers, Facebook group. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Peru travel podcast. I'm David Kozlowski. And I'm Marcos Solorzano. Safe travels.